So let's talk about narrative, exploring different structures and points of view. I will chat about some of the most popular approaches and maybe even discover a few lesser known gems along the way. So grab that cup of coffee or tea and let's dive in. When it comes to narrative structure, there's this thing called the classic or traditional structure. And I'm sure you've heard of it, the one with the beginning, middle, and end. Uh, the protagonist faces a problem, the story builds up to a climax before the resolution. And it is tried and true, absolutely, but there are some other exciting options out there. One, for example, is the non-linear narrative. This is when a story doesn't follow a linear timeline and can jump back and forth between past, present, and future. For examples, uh, think about novels like Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, uh, or movies like Pulp Fiction. And there's something thrilling about piecing together the puzzle of a nonlinear story for sure, though in my opinion it does take a great deal of skill to pull something like that off successfully. Another fascinating structure is the episodic one. So instead of a single continuous story, you get a series of loosely connected episodes or vignettes, like tuning into your favorite TV show where each episode is a self-contained tale, yet there's still that overarching theme or narrative connecting them. Uh, this style works great for collections of short stories, uh, like the Martian Chronicles by Ray, uh, Ray Bradbury, for example. But now that we've covered some of these narrative structure, let's turn our attention to points of view. The point of view, commonly known as POV, is essentially the perspective through which the story is told, and there are a lot of possibilities. First up, you've got that good old first-person POV. This is when the story is told from the perspective of a character using I and me. It can be a really intimate way to tell a story, as it allows the reader to step directly into the character's shoes. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, where Harper Lee is a good example of that. And then a lot of um, uh, private eye novels take that, way, take that approach as well. Uh, next, the third-person POV, where the narrator isn't a character in the story. Instead, they're more of a, an outside observer, and they describe the characters and events from a distance. This POV can be limited, where the narrator only knows the thoughts and feelings of one character, uh, or omniscient where the narrator knows everything about all the characters. A uh, classic novel like uh, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, uh, but then also more recent bestsellers like uh, Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling, both of those use third-person uh, narrative. Uh, but there's even more. <laughs> there is the second-person POV, and this one's a bit unusual, but it can be in incredibly engaging if done well. In the second-person narrative, the reader is addressed directly as you. So it's like the story is happening to you, the reader, in real time. For an example of that, you can check out uh, Bright Lights, Big City by Jay McInerney if you're curious about that unique approach. And there we have it. Now granted, we've just barely scratched the surface of the rich and varied world of narrative structures and points of view. And there's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to storytelling, so don't be afraid to mix things up and experiment. After all, that's where the magic happens. Happy writing. <laughs>